see what happens when our outreach is cold. We have no skin in the game, do we? Right. You know, it doesn't matter if someone hangs up on us or it becomes a contest. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. I've got Joanne Black with me here today. And Joanne is America's leading authority on referral selling and the author of No More Cold Calling, The Breakthrough System That Will Leave Your Competition in the Dust, which is a cool title. And then also, she is the author of Pick Up the Damn Phone, How People, Not Technology, Seal the Deal. So, um, Joanne has more than 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur, sales executive and consultant with startups and Fortune 500 companies. Joanne is a contrarian thinker who believes no salesperson should ever have to cold call. No salesperson should ever have to cold call. Think about that. Send cold emails or send sales pitches to strangers on social media. Her company, also called No More Cold Calling, is the number one company in the U.S. for referrals, sales, and lead generation. Welcome to the show, Joanne. Well, thank you, Steve. That was quite an intro. I love when you emphasize the never have to cold call. Well, I mean, that jumps right out at me. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I mean, never? Like, uh-huh. never. I mean, every. I feel like half the VPs of sales in the nation just rolled over not in their graves because they're still alive, but rolled over <laughs> in their beds having a nightmare. I mean, I <laughs> That's a bold, it's a bold statement. Um, you've said that referrals work whether you're looking for a date, a job, a promotion, or more clients. Um, you've said that referral selling is even more important today than it ever has been. Tell me about that. It is more important. I never thought I'd say that, by the way, (laughs) after all these years. But there is so much reliance on technology, which we know. And the data shows it can take 8 to 15 touches if you just go digitally to reach someone. Mm -hmm. And then you don't even know if you're going to have a good conversation or not. When you get an introduction, which is my definition of a referral, Mm -hmm. from someone that prospect knows and trusts, you always get the meeting. You have the conversation. And that's why it's more important than ever because we all look alike, Mm -hmm. especially SaaS companies, right? Everybody says the same thing. We look alike. How is the buyer going to differentiate us? Salespeople, it's our job to get in early, Mm -hmm. develop the relationships so that the competition doesn't get in, and then seal the deal. That's how a referral works, and that's why they're even more important today. I mean, it makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, it's a, it's a very, very noisy world, and I've certainly seen that in our company. I mean, there's just, there's a as, a, as a business leader, you're dragged in a million directions, and so in B2B sales, things are just really noisy right now. Um, you've said that referrals are the number one way to generate quality sales leads what are the keys to implementing a successful referral program in outside sales and how can it drive the numbers that's a big question 
That's a very big question. <laughs> <laughs> let's unpack that. Well, so let's start with what the problems are, because mm -hmm. unless there's a problem, referrals wouldn't work. Right. So what I've been hearing for years is from sales leaders, we need more leads. We need more leads. We need more qualified leads. My salespeople aren't getting meetings with decision makers. Well, what does a referral do? You get the introduction. You ask for an introduction of the person you want to meet, so you get the qualified lead. That's how it works. What doesn't work is just telling your people, oh, go get referrals. Right. It doesn't. So here's what it takes. That was your question. Mm -hmm. It takes a methodology that starts with a strategy. Like anything worth doing, you need to have a referral strategy. Mm -hmm. It needs to be, when you're talking about outside sales, that referrals need to be your number one outbound prospecting approach. That freaks out a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But when I say outbound, you still have your website, your social, your marketing automation, all of those things. Mm -hmm. They still happen, go on. But instead of taking eight to 15 touches to reach someone, you're getting meetings with the people who want to talk to you. So that's the strategy. The sales leaders need to put that stake in the ground. It's a gutsy thing to do mm -hmm. and say referrals are going to become the number one way we work. So that's one strategy. Second, metrics. Without those, forget it. Mm -hmm. We need activity metrics and results metrics. Mm -hmm. Referral selling must be part of our sales process, so become the way we work. We don't need anything extra to do. Mm -hmm. Then fourth, referral selling is a skill. There's a way to ask that people need to learn and practice. It's a behavior change, mm -hmm. so they get really good at it, and the way to get good at any skill is reinforcement and coaching. So all of those come together when companies implement that referral methodology, that's when they're successful at referral selling. That makes a ton of sense. So you're, and you're saying to implement this, if you're, gonna, if you're a sales leader and you're gonna put that stake in the ground, and you're gonna say, we're gonna make referrals, the number one way we get leads, the action then is all those cold calls that we're currently doing, we're instead going to call people that are already using our product and get them to introduce us to people instead. So rather than calling XYZ company, I'm gonna call, uh, who I don't know, I'm gonna call John, who's already using my product and I already have a relationship with, and he's gonna direct me to maybe not XYZ company, but somewhere else that he thinks we're gonna be useful, and that's how we're gonna get our new leads. How else? So I, I, well, I, I work with outside with field sales because they're the ones that build the relationships. And mm -hmm. I know I will never eradicate cold calling from the face of the earth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is still going to happen. And when mm -hmm. I say cold calling, I mean cold outreach. Right. So it's phone, it's email, it's social, anytime. So I, de I define cold as the person doesn't know me and doesn't expect to hear from me. Mm -hmm. So I can do all my research, trigger events, are they moving, are they downsizing, are they going mm -hmm. to another geo, all of that. Sure. Doesn't matter. If I just email something like that, um, it's cold. They don't know me, don't expect to hear from me. Right. That works for a lot of people. But see, what happens when, when our outreach is cold, we have no skin in the game, do we? Right. You know, it doesn't matter if someone hangs up on us or it becomes a contest. How many calls do I have to make 
to reach people? How much outreach? A hundred calls to get one meeting. <laughs> yeah, I talked to someone last week and he said they have to make 25 dials a day. Mm -hmm. so I said, and he said, it's really hard because I have all this other things going on I have to do. I have to follow up with my accounts. I have to put things in, in CRM. Mm -hmm. I said, well, how many people do you reach of those 25? He says, one or two. Now, to me, that's a monumental waste of time. Right. Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we don't do any cold phone calls at, at Badger um, because of that very thing. I, I believe it's a huge waste of time. It's just it's really hard to get a hold of people. Um, but uh, but I but we don't. I I do not think that we're using a metric-based strategic referrals referral system like you're talking about. And I know we're not. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, 95% of companies aren't. Okay. That does make me feel better. <laughs> so so uh, uh, how and when in the sales cycle would you ask a customer for a referral and, and walk me through that conversation? So when should I, when should I be doing that? Where in the sales cycle? How, what, what do I tell my, my reps uh, in terms of implementing a program like this? The obvious place is when they've signed the deal, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you can ask any place prior to that when you've delivered value. That's an overused term, mm -hmm. but here's how I recognize value. So if I'm talking to you, Steve, and you say, Joanne, I never thought of that, but that's a great idea, or thank you, because if I'd gone down this other path, I see that that would have had a lot of landmines there. Mm -hmm. So I have delivered something to you you didn't expect, and it's really helped you out. I can ask you then, depending on the relationship we have, and when you've mm -hmm. been introduced, you have those relationships. People talk to you differently. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So um, we can ask then, definitely when we sign. But here's what happens. A lot of times reps will say, well, I can't ask then. I better wait till the implementation team goes in and starts to do some work. And then they say, no, I really better wait till we get results. Mm -hmm. Depending on what we're selling, that can be a while. And right. then we're way too far away from our buyer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to ask. So we need to keep in touch with every person we've come in contact with during the sales process. Okay. So it's every time, if, if you do someone a favor, that's a great time to ask. You've made them successful in some way with your product or service. That's a good, when they're, they're expressing happiness, that's a great time to be like, so do you know anyone else that, well, actually, no, you tell me, how do you ask for the referral? That's that, how, how don't, let's not have me do it. Let's have you do it. <laughs> well, you almost did the one where, which is not how to ask. So, uh -oh. you, so <laughs> teach you, me, you teach never, me, Joanne, teach you me. You never want to ask a question mm -hmm. when you can get a no answer unless you really want a no answer, mm -hmm. right? Well, in this case, we want a yes answer. It's who do you know? It's a very different way of asking. Who are one or two people you know who I should meet? Okay. Now, before I ask you, I'm going to do a bunch of research, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to look and see, well, where, where do you go to school? I'm going to go on LinkedIn and see who gave you recommendations. Okay. Uh, because those people know you well enough to give you a recommendation, and maybe there's a couple of those people that would be ideal clients for me. Right, right. right. Okay. I'm also going to look at our first connections mm -hmm. and see if any of those people match our profile. 
Now, mm -hmm. some of that's overwhelming. With some people, I might have 200 first connections, mm -hmm. but most of the time, that's not the case. I can put in filters and, and determine what would be a good referral, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to be clear with you who I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So... I need to paint a picture for you so visually you see exactly what I want. It's never anyone. Mm -hmm. Very specific. As an example, Steve, you know because we've worked together that before we started working together you didn't have enough leads in your pipeline. And now you realize that you actually can have just 2x because you're going to convert 50% of those leads to clients. Mm -hmm. And your revenues increased already by 20%. Mm -hmm. You've gotten phenomenal results. Mm -hmm. And I know there's other companies just like yours who will be looking for these results as well. And let me tell you specifically who I'm looking to meet. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to meet a sales leader just like you mm -hmm. in software sales, mm -hmm. in companies between 500 to 2,000 employees, mm -hmm. because they typically will have enough field or outside salespeople for us to work together and get the kind of dynamic results that mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. Now I noticed on LinkedIn that you knew, and I'm, I'll mention a couple names, mm -hmm. and see if you do know them. If you do, I'm going to ask you to introduce me to them. If you don't, then we'll have a conversation about other people you might know, mm -hmm. organizations you belong to, where you have colleagues. And you will come up with one or two. And mm -hmm. that's all I want is one or two initially. Right. Right? Because well, they're going to be the best. If every single person you interact with gives you two, you would, you know, you'd be tripling every year, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right. I, that's, I mean, and that's a very structured and open and honest way of of doing it. And I think uh, bringing it up at the right time, it can be real. That that would be really powerful. It is, and people are so willing to help. Mm -hmm. They just don't know what to do. Right. Right. Well, and it's, you know, and I, and I, as we speak here, I can tell this is something I have to go talk to my sales team about because it's just, you know, we're not doing that. I mean, I, you know, I think they're in, they know to do this, but I bet because it's not a part of a structured process and there's not, you know, a checkbox in the CRM for it that I bet it happens 10% of the time. But I bet almost all, you know, there, there's thousands of companies using Badger Maps. I bet, you know, I, I bet most of them if if we had conversations with the people that are actually closest to you know, implementing and running and using the product, if we had conversations with them, they'd have a, a ton of leads, right? The person they worked with in field sales, their last job, or their you know their their cousin, their friend, whatever it is. But That's right. we we've done it in a very passive way, I think. You know, we we have this fifty dollar referral program we put put in place in twenty fourteen, and actually a lot of our business has come through that, but it's. Anyone can, you know, any of our customers right in the app can can uh, introduce us to someone else, like send an email to them, and and uh, because we it, gener it generates them a link, right? So the link that that person shows up at their website with, it we tag their account, like oh this came, uh. Joe came from Mary, Mary referred Joe, and then 
if if Joe buys, then we we send Mary and feed our Amazon gift card. So we've kind of incented this behavior, but but our reps aren't actually, and, we, and that's all. That's right through the app. It's right through the the web app and the and the iOS app. Um, but so we've incented the behavior, but we haven't actually. We're, our our reps, the people that are on our, uh, either on the customer success side, the customer service side, or the sales side, there's no process like the one you're describing. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't, but it, there's even beyond that, there's a reason people don't ask, and that's this is why the process is so important and the skills are so important. Mm -hmm. And this amazed me when I first started working with sales teams on referrals. And people said to me, Joanne, yeah, you know, all of that's great, but I just feel weird asking. Mm. I'm just not comfortable asking. That makes sense. Yeah, so I had to stop and th think about that, and I said, okay, what's getting in the way? Mm-hmm. And there were, I heard, and to this day, I hear things, well, you know, it just feels weird, it feels pushy, I'm asking for a favor, I'm asking for a busy person mm -hmm. to do more. The biggest reason people aren't asking uh, when they don't have the skills is the fear of no. Mm -hmm. So what if I ask you and you say, no, I'm not going to help you out? Yeah. I have no friends that would use this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it's so, referrals are so personal. See, we put our reputation on the line mm. when we ask, don't we? Yeah, right? we do. Mm -hmm. So if somebody were to say no, we'd say, well, what did I do to offend this person? And well, it's almost valuable information to know, too. But yeah, why wouldn't you yeah, recommend this? Yeah. Maybe we need to rethink something here, re, you know, help you out with the implementation. Well, I'm, I'm putting this all in my words, right, in my, for our company, but... Well, that's it. For any, for any business relationship, it's, well, we'll, we're, it, it, it's almost like another way of getting a customer satisfaction score that's low. <laughs> would, and, and a referral is, is like getting a customer satisfaction score that's high, right? What, what should I do? Um, you know, what, is the, what, is, what is step one to changing my and my team's bad behavior on this? Well, you could call me and we'll work <laughs> together. <laughs> That's step one. Mm -hmm. uh, without that, I would say to have everybody make a list of their clients, mm -hmm. current clients, and make a list in the order of the best relationship. So we mm -hmm. know in our gut when we have a good relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and mm -hmm. today we make those relationships over the phone, mm -hmm. over video as well as in person. Doesn't right. matter, we know. Mm -hmm. And my definition of a good relationship is the person will call you back. Sure. Right? <laughs> that's that's, that's a good it. Point. Yeah, yeah, Doesn't yeah. happen that much today. So make that list by the order of the relationship. The mistake people make is they'll say, well, who has the best connections? No. Mm -hmm. We don't know who people know. Right. right. So you only know what I tell you. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, you still have no idea mm -hmm. if I have a family. If they are, are they in the workforce? You don't know who my next door neighbor is. You don't know who my brother-in-law is. You right. don't know who I, I walk with because I'm a walker. You don't mm -hmm. know any of that. Sure. And a lot of other things you don't know, but I'm saying you and the, the big mm -hmm. you picture. Your sister could run a 2,000-person field sales organization for all I know. That's right. I don't yeah. even know if you have a sister. I do, but she doesn't do that, but she could. <laughs> but she could. I she mean, could. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and so there's so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Uh, uh, but, and 
the current clients. So what's happened? I ask everybody, have you asked every single one of the people you've come in contact with during the sales process for a referral? And uh, no one's ever said yes. Mm-hmm. It's important. Those are our best source of referrals. They know what we've done. Mm-hmm. They, they know how we've impacted their business. Mm-hmm. And we're not asking. Some of the reason we're not asking is because it's not a methodology. We haven't learned how to ask. We're not accountable for asking. That's right. a big part of it. Another part I've thought about recently is the way a lot of companies are structured. Many times um, an account executive will do a deal, hand it off to customer success, and then she's on to the next deal. Mm-hmm. Well, what about all the people that you built relationships with during that sales process? Mm-hmm. There needs to be something in there, a placeholder, for that person to be asking mm-hmm. before it's handed off or as it's handed off. It's some, where do you have the relationships? Mm-hmm. So some of it is organizational structure that gets in the way as well. Interesting. Do you recommend putting a, a checkbox in the CRM? How do you make it a part of their checklist or their, how, how do you make it top of mind for them on an ongoing basis, given that it's not their primary goal? Their primary goal is to make sure the customer is successful and, and uh, doing well and going to keep using the product and keep the relationship alive. Their, their primary goal is not to find the next customer. How do you, how do you keep that top of mind? Um, there's, that's an intricate question. The, uh, typically, the customer success people are speaking to someone different than the salesperson came in touch with during the sales process. Mm-hmm. So you have different people you could be asking. So the salesperson needs to be responsible for generating qualified leads through referrals. Mm-hmm. So, so just talking from a sales perspective, Mm-hmm. I think today a lot of salespeople have um, abdicated their responsibility for generating leads. Mm-hmm. You know, they're waiting for marketing or somebody else, somehow something magically appears. Mm-hmm. So they need to be asking their buyers if people came in contact. Now, customer success, that's a different story because many times they're in that role because they don't want to sell. Right, right, right sure. And, and it's the same thing with implementation teams that go in in companies, right? Mm-hmm. They're day-to-day working with people. I mean, I'm not a salesperson, I'm a consultant. Yeah, they, they right? sometimes know the customer the best. That's right. The, the salesperson, maybe they don't even know that, the company doesn't know that well. Maybe that's maybe that's a message to our listeners who are prim- primarily salespeople and not you know account, manager, account managers slash customer success people managing the ongoing relationship. Um, maybe the message to them is whoever is managing the ongoing relationships for your territory Get them, get them generating leads. Get you know by, by by the person managing the uh, managing the relationship, a bottle of wine, and have a have a have a, a meeting about referrals and the importance of it, and try to get this on their checklist. Yes, and they all won't want to do it. So it's really having the conversation. You know, who raises their hand mm-hmm. and wants to do this, and we're going to give them the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we need to set the expectation. It's not everyone. Yeah. And, and it's the what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get some additional compensation? Is that important? For, it's mm-hmm. not important for everybody. Right. You know, it, it could be that what would be more important for somebody might be a dinner out, a weekend away, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that uh, an, a, a gift card to mm-hmm. someplace. That might be more meaningful. Time off on a Friday afternoon. Sure. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's really asking the person, what would be motivating? What would be important to you? It's not mm -hmm. always the money. That makes sense. It typically yeah. is for salespeople, but not necessarily, right. right? Not necessarily for the customer success or the the implementation team, the, the the other people that are that are kind of interacting more with the customer. Um, that that makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. So, what are the steps between asking for the referral and actually getting a meeting with the new prospect? How should the intro and the initial contact be made? That's straightforward. Um, the, the important thing is, it doesn't always happen, but the best way is that the person who's offered to make the introduction actually speaks to the other person first and explains why. So as an example, if you offered uh, to introduce me to someone you knew, mm -hmm. the best thing would be for you to talk to that person and say, I'd like you to talk to Joanne and here's why, and you give a valid business reason Okay. Right? For mm -hmm. the introduction. Because this person's not going to waste her time. So why should I talk? Mm -hmm. And I would give you the information to, to say that. Yeah. But what's the business reason? Mm -hmm. So you get the okay from the other person. And then send an email. We both know about each other now. Mm -hmm. You send an email. And then what I do, I write back. Very short. Because the intro has been made. Mm -hmm. And it would be something like this. Say you introduce me to Sue. And so my email would be, hi, Sue. First, thanks to Steve for this wonderful introduction. Mm -hmm. Let's schedule time to talk. And mm -hmm. then I'll suggest three dates and times in that person's time zone. Okay. Right? Some nice ending, done. And then okay. they get back to me. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. So don't make, don't make a pitch then, because then they can say yay or nay to the pitch. Just let's talk. Get the, meeting. Set the meeting. That's the goal of a referral is to get the meeting. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, that doesn't always happen. A lot of times somebody will just make an email introduction mm -hmm. and the other person doesn't know about right. it. But but I can work that out too. It uh, mm -hmm. you know They may reach out back out to you and say, why did why are you introducing me to Joanne? You know, I didn't know you were going to do that. It's respectful. Mm -hmm. It is one little extra step. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do recommend that. Now, I also say if someone offers to introduce me, I'll say, do you have enough information to make the introduction or do okay. you want me to send you something? Mm -hmm. Okay, the something is a short blurb. Mm -hmm. So it could be something like this. So Joanne and I have worked together on referrals and as a result of our work together, our qualified leads in our pipeline have quadrupled. Mm -hmm. using her system and you've told me that you need more leads you need more quality leads that your sales process is dragging on and Joanne's great at sharing insights something like that it's sure. like two sentences three sentences maybe mm -hmm. it's not this I had somebody send three attachments one time I kind of forward attachments <laughs> right, right 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 yeah no because the introduction is there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really short and simple. Let's talk about social networking and other sales technologies. What, uh, what role can they play here? So LinkedIn is the professional network. Mm -hmm. And it's a place to begin a relationship, begin a conversation. It's a place to do research. I mean, there's lots of places to do research. So I'm very, very active on social media. Mm -hmm basically Twitter and uh, LinkedIn, a little bit on Facebook. Mm -hmm. 
It starts with the invitation. It's about having a, a connection, not a contact. So it's always send a personal invitation. Mm -hmm. so for anybody who's listening here, send me an invitation and say you heard the podcast mm -hmm. with Badger Maps, right? Mm -hmm. Then I know that's personal. But what people do today, they just click a button, right? Mm -hmm. How many contacts can I get? And they, it's nothing personal about it. That's not how we build relationships. And even when people send me a standard invitation, I always send a personal response. Okay. And that starts, but then they write back and they say to me, oh, this is great. I've been reading your blogs or listening to your podcast or I read your book. I'm thinking, why didn't they say that in the first place, right? right, right? Exactly, yeah. So it's better to err on mm -hmm. the side of fewer, but make it personal. Mm -hmm. So I was at an event yesterday and I met about a half a dozen people. And before I closed down my laptop last night, I invited every single one of those. And it didn't take long. It was great to talk to you at, you know, fill in the blank. And mm -hmm. there was something I, I commented on and say, let's stay in touch and please join my network, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's about building a relationship. And many people aren't using it that way. Mm -hmm. They're using it to pitch. When I get standard invitations now, I, I don't accept all of them. Mm -hmm. But some of them I said, I think this person's going to pitch me. Mm -hmm. There's something I can just tell. But <laughs> so, sometimes I test it and I'm correct. Other times, I, and it's not just a short pitch, Steve. It's like this long thing about a video I should watch or mm -hmm. whatever. No, that right. is misusing social media. Mm -hmm. We need to comment on other people's posts, share information, find out our prospects, what they're sharing. Mm -hmm. We can do it if we have the premium account. We certainly can do on Sales Navigator. And comment, share their information, start building relationships that way. Mm -hmm. That's what LinkedIn and social is about. That makes a ton of sense. What, if, you, if people are really doing this right, what percentage of a, of a salesperson's um, uh, quota would be filled by through, through this type of thing? And what? How much of a company's overall revenue do you think would be would be done through referrals? If I'm a field salesperson, um, and I am, I take responsibility for generating my own leads. Mm -hmm. I'd say seventy percent. Wow! Because I'm going to then marketing is going to do their job, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be things coming in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, some companies I have a client now I'm working with, and they do a lot of trade shows. Mm -hmm build relationships there, expand relationships, new relationships, so they get leads that way that are quality ones. Mm -hmm. so it really depends on the type of company. Uh, we need to be out there at different groups, showing up at events, networking, going mm -hmm. where our clients go. Mm -hmm. We will start to build relationships that way. So these uh, the other 30% is a mixture of all of those. But if my job is to generate my own qualified leads and I do that through referrals, why shouldn't it be 70%? Now, for some people that may say, oh yeah, that's unrealistic. Well, let's start with something. When I ask sales leaders now, what percent of your business has come from referrals? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would guess that 20% of our business, of our revenue coming in the door, 
it has been through word of mouth. And some of that is hard to track because it's like, well, we know someone showed up at our website through Google, but why did they Google Badger Maps? I don't know, right? It could yeah. have been because they read an article about us, could have been their friend told them about us. But I'm overall, I would say 20% of our business comes from people referring them to us. Okay. It's not 70. That's No, but you're not going to go from 20 to 70 like mm -hmm. that. Right. Well, we're not doing the right things, obviously. Well, so what so. if you doubled it? Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to start someplace and then set goals to gradually increase that. Yeah. As people build their skills and, and referrals become the way they work. How do you stay up to date on on this type of information and on fee on the the field of sales in general what are your favorite resources that that you that you follow or read other than your two books here no more cold calling and pick up the damn phone i love your titles by the way pick up the damn phone <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing you know it's the subtitle mm -hmm. that is the message yeah how people not technology seal the deal yeah right that's mm -hmm. the message and is the and, and the message of this book is pick up the damn phone and and talk to the people you know to get their referrals. Yeah, but people aren't asking. You know, mm -hmm. People are hiding behind technology and they're typing right. away, right? And they're not having the conversations that matter. Those mm -hmm. of us who are having the conversations are getting meetings. Yeah. So to your point, how do I stay on top of what's going on? So mm -hmm. there's several ways. I attend many different conferences and I learn from the speakers. Every place I go, my number one goal is to learn. Mm -hmm. My number two goal is to network and meet new people. Just two or three each mm -hmm. time, not a whole bunch. And then I also read a ton. There's people I follow, I read articles online, I get uh, emails from certain aggregators mm -hmm. that I, I see their articles and I read those and I learn. I belong to a group called Women Sales Pros. There's about 35 of us oh, um, around, actually globally. And we talk to each other and learn from each other as well. Mm -hmm. Check in if we need a resource, things like that. Um, we all blog and share each other's blogs. So again, I read a lot. Um, podcasts are great and I mm -hmm. do listen. We've talked about this mm -hmm. as much as I can. But I can read faster than I can listen. Mm -hmm. For and sure. So everybody has a different way of learning and we have to we have to cater to all those modalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there are some podcasts I listen to, but I, I definitely ingest more information through reading than podcasts. Yeah. I think a lot of our reader, our listeners, are they, they really enjoy podcasts because they drive a lot. And when That's I right. am driving to sales calls or when I have... I mean, when I have like long road trips or anything like that, that's when I really hit the podcast hard. Yeah. I, I just did this trip where it was a seven week road trip around the country visiting, I visited like a hundred of our 300 biggest customers. Wow. And so seven weeks just straight, just me, me in the road. And, uh, and your and, phone <laughs> and refer, I definitely asked for referrals. Yes. And I had my phone. I, I did talk a lot on the phone, but, uh, but pod, like I, I caught up on a bunch of podcasts on that trip just cause it was, you know, 10,000 miles in the car or oh something. My. So it was, there, there were a lot of, there was plenty of, uh, plenty of time to catch up on the pods. <laughs> Do you make a good point? There's nothing like meeting in person. That's why I did it. Mm -hmm. It was with existing customers. I mean, the whole time, I think I only met with two prospects and that was because, uh, you know, one of, one of the reps was like, Hey, could you meet with this person? It could help, help move them down the field, whatever. But 
it was all customers and just like talking to them about how things are going, what they like, what they wish the product did also, um, how it was helping, and just building the relationship, giving them free consulting on how to use the product, any any sales strategy like stuff that I could give them. So it was kind of free a free consultation basically. And so there was ten thousand miles and a hundred customers in seven weeks, and it was it was an absolute blast. Learned a ton, but uh, but referrals were definitely a a, a big, a big thing while I was on that trip is a lot of people did introduce me to other people because because I had that one on, that personal relationship and some of these people that had been using the product for years right and very successfully yeah and but they hadn't told their their buddy about it. As a final takeaway for all the outside salespeople listening today, what is the action item? What should they do as a first step to get more qualified leads from referrals? Make a list of their current clients has to be written mm -hmm. by the order where you know people the best. Okay. And that's not just your buyer, that's everyone you've come in contact with. Who mm -hmm. do you know, who do you like, who do you really like? Mm -hmm. Who will return your call? Right. If you're meeting in person, take them for coffee, take them out to lunch. It's cementing those relationships. We need to keep them up. Mm -hmm. Some people say to me, well, you know, I haven't talked to this customer in two years. Oh, shame on you, right? right. Mm -hmm. We need to be current with our customers. Absolutely. Now, Joanne, I'm going to summarize the things that we've talked about today because people are often in their cars and stuff while we're doing this, and so I try to give like a little two-minute synopsis because hearing it the second time tends to really help things stick. So, in summary, referral selling, referral selling is more important than ever because it's getting harder to differentiate yourself among the competition. First of all, referrals should be your number one way to work and get qualified leads. Referral selling is a skill, and the key to being successful at it as an organization is reinforcement and coaching. The best time to ask for a referral is when you have delivered value in some form, when you help the prospect and you've made them successful. That's when you ask for the referral. A great way to ask for the referral is who are one or two people you know that I should meet? Do your research before you ask on LinkedIn to see if you already find any of the person's contacts that you'd really like to get in touch with and that would be a good fit. Also make it very clear who you're looking to meet to make sure the prospect or customer will introduce you to the right person. So describe what you're, the type of person you're looking to hear from. Um, the salesperson needs to be the one responsible for generating qualified leads from referrals. And also don't forget about whoever is managing the, the relationship with the customer at this point. Leverage the relationships you've built over time and actively make referrals a part of your sales process. As a manager, set incentives for your t sales teams to get them to integrate referral selling. When making the introduction, have the person who is referring you talk to the other person first to get their okay. Then, once the intro email has been sent, reply by thanking the person for the intro and suggest some times to talk more. Make it as easy as possible for the person to refer you. For example, offer to send the person some information about you that they can use to make the introduction. Um, you can basically write, the, write it for them and, and write the value propositions in there, but keep it short and keep it sweet. Use LinkedIn to do research and build relationships. When engaging with new connections, always make it personal. 
You should also use LinkedIn and social media to comment on and share your prospects' content and build up the relationships that way. Enable your sales teams to develop the skills they need to integrate referrals in their sales process. Set goals to increase the number of leads you get through referrals and then work on consistently increasing that number. As I go through the, the summary here, it's, it's make this metricable, make this manageable, mm -hmm. make, it, make it a part of the process. Finally, the way you start, start today, right after, this, right after you stop listening to us today, <laughs> start making, get a list of all the people that you've already built relationships with and start making sure you keep in touch with them and just work your way through the, through the list, checking off. Have I asked them for referrals? Have I asked them for referrals? Have I asked them for referrals? There you go. Well, Joanne, this has been uh, this has been nothing short of fantastic today. Uh, where can listeners read more about your work and reach out to you? I love to talk to people, so I'm going to get share my phone number first. Okay. It's uh, if you're out of the United States, it's plus one, and then four one five four six one eight seven six three. My email is joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at nomorecoldcalling.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Referral Sales. Invite me to connect with you on LinkedIn. And then check out my website. It's nomorecoldcalling.com. You see, we have a theme here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And there, um, I'm going to invite you to sign up for my Referral Selling Insights because you will get my referral quiz. Mm -hmm. And people love the quiz because it's 14 yes-no questions. Mm -hmm. Well, what they don't love is the forced choice, but there's a reason for that. You're either doing it or you're not doing it, right? Mm -hmm. There's no in-between. And that really is like your snapshot of where you are now with referral selling. Mm -hmm. uh, and I invite you to do that, and you'll get my referral selling insights and keep learning about referrals because there's nothing, nothing like a referral introduction. So true. Thanks a lot for uh, for coming out today, Joanne. It's it's great that we were able to do this in person. Um, most of these are over over the phone. So I, I, it's but since we're both local in San Francisco here, it's fantastic to be able to to sit down and and our uh, where this won't only be on uh, on our podcast platforms, but also on the uh, on on we're making a little YouTube video here, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well thanks a lot for coming out today Joanne it's a pleasure Steve thank you